It's Oklahoma Archery. Everything archery based out of Oklahoma for Oklahomans. Let's get it started. What's up, everybody? We are 2024, first podcast out of the gate. How's your new year been so far, Dave? What's your resolution? Um, not to shoot a zero. <laughs> Um, I don't have a resolution. My, I guess my best resolution for the year is to, is to be around to make one for next year. There you go. That's a pretty good one. That's a pretty good one. Uh, so we're talking a little bit of indoor. We'll probably talk a little bit of, a little bit of foam shooting down the line, but what's, uh, let's fill everybody in on, on where we're going over the next month for indoor season or the dog days of winter as we call them over here. That sounds like a good plan. Uh, this weekend is the big shoot down Southern Oklahoma. Um, I don't remember the details. I'll have to pull it up, but, um, I was planning on being down there Saturday. I have had some intervent interventions in the archery world. I have had to call, um, call him and back out. Um, got some of my own world going on. Um, and I also know down the down the road here real quick, um, um, Arrowhead Archery over in Dell City has got some really cool leagues they get trying to get started. So if you're interested in an all woman female league, they've got that going on. Um, I do know that the leagues that uh, I don't mean leagues the Wednesday night jackpots at Okie Land are getting huge and large lots of good turnout there i know g2's having their stuff on thursday nights down there they're getting good turnout um i understand that um their old shop up in dewey they've got some stuff going on thursday nights um there is just so much going on um the the arrow um oh my gosh i've drawn a blank um out of uh, next era Yes, they're always doing stuff and promoting things. I think that is an awesome deal. And folks, this is just weekly and within the next five to seven days. Um, Yeah, there's there's a turn. There's a tournament. Any point your get your car on the road, car, truck, SUV, whatever you're driving, point it in any direction. And I bet you you're headed towards an archery shoot right now in Oklahoma. That's crazy. That's great. Yeah. Um, Tulsa, Tulsa gets together. Uh, a Tulsa Archery Association, where we just were, they get together. It's either Tuesday or Wednesday nights. You contact uh, Ken Dixon to get the details on that, or Bobby Johnson goes by RT Johnson on Facebook. Those guys are putting stuff together. So there's there's a lot of places you can get on the line if you guys are you know if you're looking at shooting something like uh, indoor Southern Sectionals or OSAA indoor state i know they just made that a that's a 300 game now instead of a 600 so that's kind of kind of an easier one to hit um but yeah this weekend we've got we've got two of them on tap so g2 shooting academy out of ardmore our good buddy uh ryan thomason you can there's i know there's there's got to be still some line availability because i know dave's left a spot open and i actually had to change my time around so there's a that's a friday saturday sunday pick one time to shoot um, I think he maxes out at 18 lanes, so they are uh, they're going to be there pretty much most of the weekend shooting. And then Dell City, we go to uh, Arrowhead Archery. We, I'm shooting a nine o'clock line with Heath Franz and Jack Simmons, and then we're going to hoof it down to Ardmore. So we're going to do two in one day. Um, but I talked to or somebody called 
Larry called uh, Gail Steele at the uh, Arrowhead Archery, and they the nine o'clock line was full, but they still had spots on the noon and they still had spots on the three. So hopefully they get that filled up. Those are usually a, it's a really it's a really quick tournament that you get in, you get out, you shoot your arrows, you go home. It's a it's a good uh, it's a good little warm up tournament for anytime you need to you know drive on down the road to shoot the big money tournament. Yeah, and nationally, we had both planned initially of going up to Yankton and doing that. Um, but man, life gets in ways and things happen, and we both had to pull out of that one. But uh, I'm taking the next weekend, not the one we got coming up, but the next weekend, I have got job duties. You know, dead gum four letter word work gets in the way. I've got to run to Kansas City for a uh, barbecue banquet and uh, trade show. They've asked me to do some seminars. So we're going to be up there. So I'm out of pocket next weekend, but the weekend after, you know, what's going on there? Is it, is it the next weekend or is it two weekends? That is Lancaster. Uh, Lancaster is two weeks after Iowa. Okay. And then, okay. After, and then after that, we all go to Vegas. Yeah, because that's right. You guys are headed to Iowa the week I'm in Kansas, correct? Yes, Iowa is uh, Iowa's next weekend. Yeah. Iowa's next week. I can't believe we're going. I'm going up to Iowa with uh, Chris Sanders, Beast Mode Archery, and then uh, Heath and Jack again. Man, it's been good to see Heath friends with a bow in his hand. That dude can shoot. Yeah, he was over Saturday over at Oakyland shooting, and man, yeah, dude, it, he is a wealth of knowledge. He's working with this young lady over there also, and I was telling her mom, I said, you've got a great guy working with you right there. She says, good, because I know nothing about it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a, uh, that's a, that's a killer. Yeah, yeah, he's a killer. Don't disagree at all. Um, it, we're, go ahead, buddy. I hear you now. No, I'm sorry. I was clicking over on my GPS. We had a change in destination. Had oh. Kyle. Kyle was like, "Well, maybe we'll go to Ardmore. Maybe not." I'm finishing up work, and I was like, "I could just go on home and rest." And he told Josh Jacobson that Neil's a big old weenie and doesn't want to go shoot his bow. So now I'm gonna go whoop all five foot seven of him. Well, I said, I'm. Just- I was just texting with Josh. Um, he is down sick or something right now. So yeah, he he, he is, he is. That's he, he's got it. He said he's shoot. All right, guys. So middle of winter, the archery world has come together, and we've invented indoor archery. So you cannot stand outside shooting your bow all day. And what's Josh Jacobson go do? Stands outside shooting back to back indoor games in the cold on like the first cold day of the of the year and anybody knows when it goes from 60 to 30 like you just saw a cop you're going to get a little bit sick and josh is out shooting indoor archery outside that's what that's dedication right there that's what i like to see so we'll everybody everybody uh keep your sick friends in your prayers and hope they all get uh get to feeling better soon because i gotta beat somebody out there yeah, I was just looking for the scores from the Tom Memorial shoot. Um, I'd walk you down the list of them. All right, go for it, man. That's what I was going to do was just give kudos to the ones that just rock and rolled it. 
Well, we do the Tom Thomas Memorial at Tulsa Archery Association every single New Year's. It's a great one. If anybody out there actually knows or knew Tom Thomas, he was a heck of a guy. Um, absolutely essential to every archery range is some of the older guys that are retired, you know, and they get out there early in the day and get the fire going and probably take the trash out and clean the toilets and, and keep the range going, put on a pot of coffee and everybody shows up at five, six, seven o'clock. Um, that's Tom, you know, he was out there all the time with, uh, Bill Harris, uh, Bill, uh, Brad Thompson and Bill Harris. Uh, those three out there would, you know, they'd have a fire going in the old wood burning stove. And so every new year's they get to the other up in Tulsa and they do a little, uh, is it a money shoot? I don't know. I've never been close enough to the top that it mattered, but I think it's just a jackpot. I think they pay top one, top three, something, and that's it. But everybody's in one class and, um, for this year, I see we're Lawson Vet, um, dude. He rock and rolled it. He rock and rolled it. Yes, yeah. He did. And Cameron, which we we know what happened to Ty. I think we were scoring with him, weren't we? Yeah. Yeah, Ty. We and, had Ty on a bill committing he, acts of archery greatness. That was he was on a roll. Yes, yes, and the very last shot, the very last shot. Um, it went just high of the 10 and he got a 359 out of a 360 and he's, he had Lawson on 12s, buddy. He had him. He just, he just, just pushed it high. And then an Aaron Shaw with a 359 and a Casey Marks, uh, Kendon Hint headings, uh, Chris Sanders, all of our buddies, man, Zach Schaff, man, they were all right there. And yeah, good scoring all the way down man it looked good so that's a good 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 run in love the love the facilities up there and like you said i i remember back in the 90s going up there and shooting and, and it's still in place and that's what i love the heater is on a vending machine you put your quarters in slide it in and you think you had a car wash and that sucker comes on. I loved it. Um, and I seen it was still being used this time, and I just died laughing. So everybody out there listening, if you want to see a, a relic-type heater, dude, go up there. Put your quarters in the machine and turn it on. It's funny. It's it's a, uh, It's been there a long time. It's been built piece by piece. Back when I was a little fella, they still had outhouses. And when I was in high school, I think my dad went and added onto the building and plumbed it and you know they got well water out there and indoor bathrooms and heating and heating in the winter but no ac in the summer so take take what you get it's a hundred dollars a year 24 hour access 365 days a year just give you a gate code and a building code um, right and it's i forgot about the outhouses that i i did i forgot all about that you're right tell them if i close my eyes it's pretty terrible but uh i'll, I'll chat and talk just a minute i can talk I myself am, am beating the bushes, getting ready for uh, Lancaster. Um, I made a statement on this very podcast back in October. Um, I, I, I live it. I know it. Um, all changes will be done at the end of October for the indoor season. Well, that didn't happen, folks. <laughs> I, I, have, I have completely changed that's just best thing to do it i went from a, a red bow to a white bow i went from a Botech. i went back to my pse you know there's just some things needs to be better better left alone um i own it i know what i did so yeah 
it's all good. So yeah, it'll be a, it'll be what it'll be. I'm still loving my aluminum 22, 27, 12 shafts. Uh, love shooting them. I got them. I'm actually cutting probably in, oh, I don't know, inch and a half off the end, maybe, maybe two full inches. I've got, I check the node on the aluminum. I'm not too concerned with carbon on that, but I do play with it on the aluminum. I'm running 225 grains up front, 4.16 flex fletch vein, the uh, X vein. Um, I love that stiffer vein that they've got. So that's all good to me. Uh, still running the same sights, uh, but yeah, um, I lowered my poundage on the PSE and shooting the back tension and i just i just love what it's i love how it's acting um it's been about three days and it is it's working for me it feels like um an old hat trick i just picked it up and it just went right back into my hand and everything has been 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 money so that's that's pretty well my lie was in october when i said i wanted to be done by then and that was my plan I completely planned on being done, but yeah, so much for that. Neil, are you rolling back with us yet? Yeah, I'm back. All right. Me and Kyle, Kyle just to go to the jackpot after I'm up in I'm up in Tulsa, leaving Tulsa at three o'clock going, I gotta get to Oakie Land by four forty five so we can leave and drive an hour and a half and be there by six to Ardmore. So we can get home at eleven thirty and get up and go to work tomorrow. So I told Kyle, yeah. I said, I'll be there. He he said, I didn't mean to hit a nerve. I said, No, no, I need to shoot my bow. Gotta God for God forbid I take a day off after the uh the last two indoor archery extravaganzas. We show we we we're we're shooting some better arrows. you were you telling them about your uh your recent deviation from the plan? Yes, I did. I, I, I laid it out. I own it. I know it. I know what I did and I know how come I did it. I loved it. I shot that Bowtech for nine, 10 months. I truly thought all summer long that this was going to be my indoor setup. I, it was working out great until I got on the line with any muscle change, any move, any uh, nerves, any, anything. And I could not control it. It, it was, it was total shambles and why I don't know. Uh, so, you know, I did it for what, what's it been five weeks of shooting it indoors on a, on an actual pressure line. Okay. It ain't working. So I just, I just took, knocked the dust off the, I call it my snow camo. It's just an all white bow, but I call it my, my, my PSE citation. It's a snow camo. Uh, I just pulled out my old white bow and yeah, just picked it up and kept going. Nice. Nice. Feels like an old familiar friend, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I got enough old hats and shirts that it didn't matter. Um, but I do have that other other bow and yeah, I'm I'm glad I'm changed. Uh three days into it, I, I have zero regrets of going back to it. So anybody out there looking for a red Botech that's not named Dwayne Westfall, give us a <laughs> give it give us a give us a shout. I know somebody selling one make you a heck of a deal on one. Yeah, I tell you well, what, I I understand that there was some fun times Tuesday night on League, which I, folks I missed because I was I just had this bow and just got started 
uh, redoing it because the last time I shot the PSE, I was shooting a wrist rocket and now I'm, I've been nothing but a back tension. So I had to completely do a lot of changing, but I understand Tuesday night, I missed some fun with the, with the, uh, West falls. Let's throw them out here in the middle of this podcast. Um, I missed some fun with them. Um, whenever the missus was unaware of a bow that might be ordered, but isn't ordered, but could be ordered, but wants to be ordered, but wasn't ordered. So explain all this to me. What, what's, what's going on there? Yeah, we, uh, Dwayne, Dwayne buys and sells bows and he's tried them all except for Hoyt. I've never seen him try Hoyt. He's tried Matthews Elite, Athens, maybe, a, maybe a Bowtech. He's got a PSE now. And, uh, man, I think he's shot just about most of the, most of the flagships over the past couple of years. And I told, I told Pam, I said, man, is this new bow come in yet? She goes, what new bow? There ain't no more new bows that are coming in. And I said, yeah, he said he needed a, a peep side or a rest or a back side. He needed a back bar mount for the new one. Cause he didn't want to pull it off his other new one. And she turned and was looking. She, I mean, I thought she was going to hit me. And I think she ended up, I think, I think Dwayne ended up catching it, but if he hasn't bought another one yet, he will soon. So we're just, we'll just break it in with the wife and get her over it. And then he'll be free to shop at, at, at leisure after that. So you got to, I was going to say, I know one of his favorites, he's still hanging on the wall from back when we were all still shooting 3d was a red man. He still has a red man bow from, from years back. So yeah. Yeah. He, Dwayne, he loved it. Dwayne, Dwayne's good at buying and selling the archery stuff. We've traded traded rests for peep sites and you know back bar mounts for bars, and it don't it don't matter if you're coming and going. Dwayne's the kind of guy you need to hang around. Yeah, he'll be listening to this. He likes to he likes these podcasts too. So he'll be sitting at home. He's a fully retired man, and so Dwayne, this is for you, buddy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Man, we got uh, we got that live stream going last night, and I just I really want to say I appreciate everybody sharing our our our, uh, our coverage, our Facebook live of the um, the shoot downs or the shoot offs or the shoot ups, whatever you want to call them, at uh, Okieland. I know I know Andrea Waldron shared it in the Twisted Air group, and Bren shared it, and Chris shared it, and I looked down and we went from you know, five or 15 people watching to 50, just like that. And I was like, wow, that's, that's, that's great. Knowing that there's, you know, 50 people that couldn't make it, that cared enough to tune in. That's, that's pretty cool. I got home and I looked at it again and it said somewhere between 900 and a thousand views is what it had had already circulating around the internet for a couple hours. So it, it really does make you feel good knowing that, you know, people, people want to see the shoot offs. Parents want to see their kids shoot in it. You want to see your buddies, you know, if you're sick, like, like Josh staying home, or if you're like our buddy Dustin that just had a new baby, you know, you can't make it out, but you still want to be part of the community. You want to say hey to everybody. And we really appreciate everybody tuning in for that. That was, that was kind of cool. I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know it had that much reach to it. So definitely, definitely feeling the love in 2024. It is cool. It really is. And, and I think that's something that absolutely needs to be carried forward all the way through the 3d season, uh, especially 3d, the way people travel and one day, then the next day, at least 
that way there, they could come Saturday and shoot and go someplace else on Sunday, but still see how they scored on Saturday compared to everybody else on, on the, on the same course. I think that'll be fun to watch. Yeah, we're definitely going to try to get some more cameras involved in it. I know our buddy Scott Booth has been really great tech support for me personally as far as what you can do with a couple cameras in an internet hotspot, trying to get some of these camera angles at the live events and stuff like that. So he's he, he's got a really cool program put together for how they're broadcasting and showcasing these shooters. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, 55 in the old guy class or or 15 shooting in the adult class we've got you know we want to we want to showcase every good area you shoot and the, the, the one downside of it i hate is you know watching those guys that shot good all night finally shank an arrow and you're sitting there holding the camera in their face that uh, I, hope, I hope it doesn't you know anybody the wrong way i hope it doesn't make shooting good shots harder for anybody but we just want everybody that can't be there to be able to you know partake and we want to grow the sport and, and showcase you know these people that are they're working hard they might only shoot a few arrows on a live stream but to get to that shoot off they're shooting thousands and thousands of arrows over the months so we, we definitely want to want to do everything we can to you know put our put our friends and family up there when they when they deserve a spotlight i hope it doesn't i hope it doesn't distract from the actual activity or the actual competition it's my biggest my yeah. biggest concern yeah, I agree. I think it's great. And let's hit real quick on the end of this month, and then we'll roll over and talk a little ASA for everybody. Um, when are you rolling into Lancaster, bud? I'm getting in Thursday, I think, if not Friday. I think I shoot either Friday or Saturday, and if, I, if I'm lucky, maybe Sunday. Is that how that works? No, no. Um, you'll shoot Thursday or Friday, and then the top percentage – and I think it has to do with the amount of people in each class. Um, in my class, the senior class, it's the top 30 shoot Saturday morning. And then the final top four will shoot on their live broadcast Saturday evening. So, it, so you'll probably fly in, in Thursday and then shoot, early. Uh, shoot yeah, Friday. I think yeah. Shoot Friday. And I think if I get, you know, I'm shooting in the, low to mid two nineties on a Vegas face, anywhere between 13 and 18 X's usually probably not going to probably not going to be up on the podium at Lancaster hitting that red button. But I, I'm a big believer in what our good buddy Wendell Souza said. Don't, don't buy more gear. Nothing's going to fix your shot. Go to a turn, go to the biggest tournament that you can afford to go to. And if you can get there, just go stand on the line with the best of them and, you know, act like you know how to be there. So that's right. It's we're we're going all the way to land. I got some friends that live real close, so we're going to save on a hotel this time and just crash with our buddies. But it if you can afford a plane ticket and one hundred and ninety dollars to go shoot at one of the biggest archery tournaments in the world, absolutely, you have you have our blessing to go do it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm with you. I, I land on Thursday. I got a rental car, staying there on site. Um, not in the car, <laughs> in a hotel room. And yeah, I shoot Friday and it seems like I'm down mid morning, maybe, maybe just before lunch or just after. I don't honestly remember, but yeah, I didn't want to be the first thing Friday morning. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm shooting, I shoot Friday and cross our fingers and, and see if we can get in on the top 30. 
to shoot Saturday morning. So I would one of these days I would like to make a shoot down so I'm not holding the camera during it. So I figure might as well go do that at Lancaster. They got a film crew. It's all set up. I can I can shoot comfortably knowing that there'll be footage of the shoot down. You know, yeah. that's that that's where I'm gonna go have my, my best day ever behind a bow. When do you let, roll out? I mean uh, we leave Sunday and fly back yeah. home. I did not take I did not take Monday off, and then we turn around and fly to Vegas uh, right after that. So I'll work three or four days, hop on a plane late Thursday, I think, fly in, fly in, shoot Friday, Saturday, Sunday, ninety arrows, the the best smoking hot archery shots I've ever broken. Um, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully on my hopefully on my target. Um, <laughs> hate to be. Hate to be shooting holes in the seven rings of your neighbor's target. That's a good way to, you know, make friends real quick. But well, we'll um, at least get to know your name. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, they, everybody knows who it is because your name's on your target. And you're sitting there without without three arrows in yours, and everybody else staring at you. That's uh, or shooting the shooting the top instead of the bottom, and having to do the, the walk of shame. You walk yep. down and pull your arrow, walk back with everybody looking at you. Yep. Oh Ooh. yeah. Let's let's uh, transition over into little ASA. Let me ask you a few questions. How many it. how many shoots have you gotten in the books that you can officially say is going to be in the Oklahoma Tournament Trail? Our tentative our tentative official schedule is out. Uh, I believe it's fourteen qualifiers plus state. Um, officially, as far as the ASA is concerned, they're not official tournaments yet until they submit that package and the insurance is all in place. So from a technical standpoint, I've gotten one of the packets back from our, uh, our, our buddies odd vein out in Chelsea, Oklahoma have turned their stuff in. I think most of everybody else has gotten the packet that they need to submit. If you're an existing club, you just renew online. Or if you have previously been an existing club, you already have your club ID. You go to the ASA website and renew online. If you're a brand new club, you'll have to get a new qualify, a new, a new club packet and send that in. Um, we've got requests out already for my state qualifiers, um, Kansas, Arkansas, and Texas. So we've got 14 qualifiers, I believe on the books, just about every single weekend, except Pro-Am weekends, Western regions, and other state championship weekends. So we're done in July. Um, so all the way February, the week after Vegas until all the way through June, it's either a Pro-Am or a qualifier here in Oklahoma. So we're, we're really excited about having a full schedule this year. I was going to say congratulations. That is a great feat and a great way to get it kicked off this year for you. Um, I've been really, really pleased with the amount of clubs that have raised their hand and said, Hey, I'll, you know, I've been waiting to get back in or yeah, we've thought about it and we're going to give it a try. Our, we, uh, our guys out in Crowder Lake out in Weatherford was one of those that said, yeah, we, we're not opposed to it. We just never really thought about it. Um, we're, we're in, send us the stuff. So they're, they're on the books. Um, the little river archery range out of Macomb, um, Walter Smith, our old, our old state director, uh, I think four state directors ago, is going to come back and hopefully do another tournament. Um, I just got off the phone with our buddies at G2 down in Ardmore. They were going to have a range in 2025, and they said, is there any way we can do this in 2024? I said, absolutely. Um, I sent them the stuff. So on, we, we filled up the schedule really quickly, 
and I think I've got eight or nine clubs on the on the basically not not really a wait list. If they want a qualifier, we're going to do everything we can to give them one um, that are saying, hey, maybe not this year, but next year I'm interested. So everybody that came out this year and, you know, wanted to do one hats off to you. I appreciate every single one of you um, and ev- everybody that said I-, I can't get it done this year. I need to get lanes cut or, you know, I'm going to I want to buy a range of targets. We've got almost 10 on that list for next year as possibilities so we're we're going to run out of weekends to shoot archery on and that's a good problem to have well let me ask you this then for the the club slash shoot uh, uh or whatever that host these so that they know that because you're saying your your calendar's full since oklahoma's so large and it's Several hours to go one to the other. Let's say G2 picks a weekend that there's one up in Tulsa. Is it feasible or is it not feasible to have one in one's part of the country or the state and one in another? Because I'm sitting there thinking of Texas. My goodness, as large as Texas is, I can't imagine them hosting only one. Yeah. If the distance that Oklahoma is from one corner to the other if you got a north one, we can have a south one. If you have an east one, we can have a west one. Um, I, I hate to I hate to double book clubs, but we are that we're that big and that busy. Um, I would love it if it grew to Texas that has two every weekend in different different sides of the state. That's a uh, absolutely a good problem to have. We would we would let clubs if they wanted to have one, um, as long as it wasn't super close to another. Um, another another area absolutely i talked to uh the regional director and we were looking at giving out july dates because that was all that was left and he goes well that's when our state is uh you know down in texas i, I think y'all ought to come down and try to shoot that or or go to kansas because they're both on the same weekend and uh I said well we're double booking them then he goes well you want to grow it big and you want to have that, that you're there you know congrats you, you made you made it to that point so if, if anybody else wants one and you don't want it to pull attendance from one club. So I would like them to be as far away miles and uh, miles as possible. You know, I would, I would not, I would not want to put them on the same side of the state right next to each other. Unless one of them was like a trickle start. So you could hit both in, in one day because you're not going to drive out West both days and you don't want to have it where they have to get a hotel to stay out there. So, you know, one down north, one up south kind of thing. Boy, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but it, it was exactly what you're trying to say is a point of a diminishing return. It doesn't it doesn't do any good to have two in the same area when you've only got 50, 7,500 shooters and that's it. And you then you split it. But if you went from one side to the other and all 50, 75 could hit both of them, that's a whole nother world. So... I just, I I more or less wanted to bring that up to where if you're still a club thinking about it, still contact Neil on this, because according to the, the week you want, it might still be feasible as long as it doesn't coincide with one already in the books. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the way I look at it. Like the guys that want to shoot, they want to compete, they want to practice for the yeah, you're busting up a little bit, yeah, but we, I want to make sure we get the, yeah, I want to make sure we get the right wording on this. So go ahead, say it again. I see you now, buddy. If the guys that are wanting to shoot and wanting to compete, 
I think they've proven over the years that they are willing to drive and travel. So I know it's a long to go from Bartlesville to, you know, Hugo in the same weekend, but we're driving all the way across the country to shoot 40 arrows in three days to a pro-am. So I think that empirically that it shows that they will participate if they, if it's something that they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sticking with the ASA uh, thought process, have you gotten anything set up or how do these, the shooters, especially new shooters or young shooters, how do they go about finding out where they're at yet? Have you got something rolling for that? As far as what class they shoot in? No, sir. Uh, Where can they find these shoots and the dates? Uh, You got a Facebook page. Have you got a website rolling? How can someone in way south find out about a shoot up in Tulsa. Yeah. Yes, there is a Facebook page, the Oklahoma ASA Federation is the name of the Facebook group that we're in. I think it's it's got quite a few quite a few new members in the past couple of months. Um, we're hoping to get it. I think when we started using that page it was about 1500 people and I know there's been quite a few more added to it since then. So that's going to have um, announcements from clubs about like what to expect and directions, how to get there. We're going to have um, GPS coordinates from the actual pinned location shared to that group so that hopefully people can go there and navigate depending on whether they use um, Apple or Android, whichever GPS software they have. I would like to have somebody there at the range sharing that location. So that should be a, uh, that should be a pretty good development, I think for just people just people being able to find the place but the the facebook page right now is where we're putting most of the information out there for people perfect perfect um and as far as rules um obviously asa has probably since their first programs coming up here in a month or so they've nailed down any changes um you don't have to line by line talk about it but um what what's what's some of the biggest changes that you've that you've seen? I think the men's pins forty five change to men's hunter forty five has probably been the biggest um, or the the most questions I've received. Uh, they instead of me- making it a pins class, they've allowed you to use a slider sight, still with twelve inches or less stabilizers, but you can have a movable sight, no magnification. So the guys that have like hunting bow setups with any kind of slider sight could be a single pin slider, could be a multi-pin slider. They can come participate now. And the ASA even gave them an extra 10 foot per second. So that's a, I believe a 290 foot per second max, as opposed to 280 for most other classes, except the pros. And then I know the, the women are a little bit slower at 260. Okay, and let's let's preface this real quick on this. Folks, we're just talking about um, the rules changes. Neil is our state director, but it is strictly up to you to go read the rules um, and understand them and know the rules for your class. So please don't catch Neil or one of the guys on a Saturday as you sign up going, I specifically remember hearing this on the podcast. This podcast is not the official rules. Go read them. You are on your own for your class. So, so make sure that you're aware of that and, and know your own stuff because it will happen. I'm just going to tell you right now, we don't need Neil's uh, feet in the fire because of that, but 
So so know your own rules and and, and go read them. Now let's go on. What other rules have changed? Well, just the uh, the men's pins forty five. Um, that's been a big one. As far as shooter of the year programs, we have to submit all that to the national director for his approval. So we're waiting to hear on whether or not he accepts our proposal. Um, we want to try to we tried to put a program together that would be able to balance how big Oklahoma is and how many qualifiers we have. Um, you know, I can't, I can't make people go to a, so many qualifiers that it's, you know, it, diminishing returns on that. Cause it's real easy to say, if you have to go, you know, we're at 14 qualifiers. If we add any more, you'd have a, you know, a tournament every weekend that you had to go to. And a lot of guys don't, aren't, aren't available. A lot of people just don't have the ability to work that into their schedule. So we're trying to keep it as, as minimal as possible while still trying to the number of shoots that you go to. So we don't want to push anybody away with making it so many, but we do want to reward the guys that are showing up to as many shoots as they can make it to. Um, I think one of the biggest things that we're going to try to spotlight this year, that it hasn't necessarily been a rule change. It's more of a housekeeping thing. We're going to have week by week um, standings for shooter of the year. As soon as people qualify, um, the last couple of years, no one's really done much to showcase who wins or, or tell us who's leading. If, if you don't, if you win, that's great. But if nobody knows that you won, well, what's the point in going, you know, you got to get your, you got to get your name out there. So every week, you know, it might be from the podcast. It might be me with a video camera. We're going to go through and talk to these different people in the lead for shooter of the year in different divisions to say, Hey, what'd you like about that course? Or, you know, what's the next one you're going to go to, or how are you, how do you approach this strategy wise? What changes are you making? Like, what are you, what are you doing that makes you so good? Talking about my buddy, Dustin leader, you know, putting up big scores week after week. And it's like, man, how do you keep getting better at this? Yeah, maybe he'll come in and put a a, a judging class on or, or a shooting class. You know, tell all their secrets. We know they're going to do that for you. That's what we want. We want the juice. <laughs> tell, tell tell me how to make my arrows go where I want them to, please. That's right. But yeah, that, that that's more of a housekeeping thing, not a rule. Um, there has been a change in the way the fees are allocated. Um, the clubs are getting twenty dollars of the of the thirty dollar pot as opposed to fifteen. So that's been something that's been a lot of phone calls about that one. Um, that one got circulated in the the rule changes and things directors need to know and make your people aware of. So I put that out on the website and my phone immediately started buzzing very, very soon after. And I think it's pretty much been ringing off the hook since then. People are wanting to know, you know, why, why are we getting less money to win? Um, everybody, that's a change that, that Nationals made. That's just something that we're we're having to deal with now. The let's be real, if this keeps growing and this gets going great like this, would it not be an awesome thing to Oklahoma um, ASA get a an outside sponsor? Then it doesn't matter who gets what percentage. That would be phenomenal. I think that would be a great growth, and it's a reach program, but it's definitely something that's reachable. It, it, it is. And, and while you're while you're talking about donors and sponsors, I just want to take a second and say thank you to everybody that's reached out. Um, we're doing to to fund our, our our potential buckle program. Everybody wants to know about the buckles. We're working with the company that makes them for New Mexico and Arkansas 
trying to get them to design us something that'll be cost effective um, within our budget. We're putting companies' logos on big four by eight banners. Some of them are being donated to us. Um, some of them we will have to purchase. We're putting advertising on there. Uh, four by eight banner holds 12 logos. So if anybody out there has a business that you think might want to support us for $150, that'll get their logo on the banners that are going to go at our, they're going to go to as many qualifiers as I go to, which is pretty much going to be all of them. They're going to be displayed. We're going to get photos with them at some national shoots. We're going to put them at the state championship behind the, we're going to have a first, second, and third podium for our state champions and our state shooter of the year. So they'll be displayed in all the photographs and we're going to try to put them up as, and get people's pictures as they walk onto the range in case they shoot Saturday. I'm going to have a picture of everybody so we can Photoshop it in on the podium just the same way that the Texas regions do. They'll have somebody with a standing on the podium with a card cover in their face and we'll have a picture of all the people that shoot Saturday if they don't shoot Sunday, we'll have a we'll have a photo that we can put them on the on the podium for our uh, our state championship and our state shooter of the year winners. So, if you want your business name out there, it doesn't have to be archery related. It can be Joe's Lawn Mowing Service. It can be if you got a fence business or a roof business or what whatever you have. Um, for one hundred fifty dollars, we are putting your logos on banners that will go up at the state championship, all the tournaments before the state championship, and I've gotten a couple of shops on board that are going to let us display the banners after state. So they will have a home um, in perpetuity after the state championship. So some of our archery shops are like, Hey, my logo's on that one. I'll, I'll take that one. So we've had a couple of, couple of guys reach out and say, yeah, I don't really care who else is on there. Um, well, I'll take, I'll take that one. And we'll hang it up for all our people to see. I think that's awesome. It's a great step. And you know, that's all it's going to take is, is ideas and, and putting them in play. Con congratulations on that, dude. I know it's, you're going a long ways with this. Uh, it's definitely, definitely stepping outside my comfort zone to be able to, you know, call people up that I don't necessarily know real well and ask them for a favor. That's been a, uh, <laughs> that's been, that's been a very interesting skill to try to learn on the fly. Well, it's almost to be about as good as when I published that picture of you shooting a PSE. Oh, I saw that one. Yeah, that one. That one made waves. <laughs> uh, well, that's all good. Everybody's contact info, everybody's contact photo on my phone is them shooting a Hoyt from some time. I've got, <laughs> I've got everybody. Everybody wants to shoot a Hoyt. Uh, they know it, and every time they shoot mine, I get a picture of them doing it, and that's their, that's their profile picture on my phone. <laughs> uh, that's 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 pretty funny really i like that it, it, it was funny until chris hammond shot mine and about dropped it he goes man that thing sure jumps out of your hand and i was like it's a lot of bow it's pretty powerful that's that that bow right there's for a full-grown man ouch yeah i tell you what he, he he goes if i'd have been any less of an athlete that bow would have been in the dirt <laughs> <laughs> he, he caught it by the cutout riser as it flew out of his hand. <laughs> Golly. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, pre I really appreciate everybody that's, that's reached out wanting to get their logos out there. The, the first banner should be being printed, um, into this month takes a couple of weeks to get it. Once we order it to get it in. And the first one's been donated to us, um, 
So we're not going to have any costs on that. So the first one's going to be 100% profit. It's uh, $1,800 a banner is what we'll make off the first one. And they're they're four by eight, but I would like to have a pretty good a pretty good stack of them for our state championship because I'm pretty I'm pretty good sized boy. Uh, I don't want to be standing in front of all of them, so we're going to need more than a few to get up over me. You know, I don't want to be I don't want to be standing in front of all the logos being being wide and in the way. So we need it's been it's been a great response. We need some more we need some more of them just so I can hang them up over me and not be. Uh, not be standing in front of them is the plan right now. But I, I do want to let people know that we are going to do everything we can um, to get your, your business out there from, from an exposure standpoint, because that's the best thing about, you know, about the archery community is everybody has something outside the sport that they're good at. You know, if you need, if you need a really, if you really need an attorney, you can call me. If you need some barbecue, I'm sure Dave's phone's ringing off the hook. You know, I know a guy that does gutters. I know a guy that does flooring. I know a guy that does roofing. So there's really, there's no, there's no skill or trade out there that doesn't have some guy in Oklahoma shooting a bow somewhere. You know, it's, I think it's a, it's, it's a big networking opportunity for everybody. Absolutely. Um, sitting here thinking any good, uh, any other good, great questions. Um, I think the rest of it's pretty simple. I think you've covered simple rule changing. Um, there was something about, um, crossbows. What was that? I think they got rid of the 45 there. I think there was 40, 45 and 50 maybe, or maybe they got, they got rid of one of the classes and consolidated it where there's a shorter, there's a shorter one. And then there's the longer one as well. So I think that was one of them that they had. I don't. I don't want to say did away with, but they had redistributed those shooters into a couple of different places. And if you'd moved out of the lower class into the middle class, you, they were allowing you to move back down. Is how I read that rule. So they're not going to say, "Well, you moved out of that, you can't get back." They're going to say, "Well, you're going to be given the opportunity to to pick where you shoot in the future," which is. It's good because it, it, it's a hot button issue to, to tell somebody they're not allowed to shoot in their class anymore because X, Y, and Z. So something that I, I think was handled the right way. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, Neil, that's all I can think of, man. I think this will be a good one. We'll get it uh, edited out of there and we'll get it thrown out there for the, for the world to listen to. Can you think of anything else, man? Oh, go shoot your bow. I don't care what, I don't care what's the the sticker on the limb says, go shoot your bow. Um, it's indoor season. If, if you're not doing it, you probably missed it, but there's still plenty of time to come hang out and, you know, dial, dial your, uh, dial your shot in before you get out playing the 3d game. Um, a lot of good, a lot of good indoor left to shoot. And, uh, I appreciate everybody that's called and reached out, um, as far as the ASA and, and, wanting to help and people saying, Hey, let, let me volunteer to do this. And it's just been, it's been absolutely overwhelming the the level of support. So I, I, I said two, two months ago when I, when we started this adventure, I said, it's, it's not the ASA, it's not my ASA, it's our ASA. And we're going to, you know, we're, we're going to do everything we can to make, make it beneficial for our shooters. So I appreciate everybody. You bet. And I want to say, uh, attending the Tom Memorial shoot, thank you for everybody up at the TAA. 
the Tulsa Archery Association organization that put new cardboard up that was there first thing in the morning, getting the heat turned on, um, everything, right down to turning the last set of lights off when you left. We appreciate y'all coming out on your holiday day because it's a one-day New Year's Day only shoot. We appreciate you folks um, attending and coming out there. And um, that's all I got. Yeah, that's all for me. It was another good year, and we're going to make this one even better. Sounds good, Neil. And I'll try not to make another promise I can't keep. No, you're good. <laughs> all right, folks. Everybody knows. Go like, subscribe, hit the bell, hit everything on the button. I don't care if it's a three, four, five. Um, we need everyone to be notified when these podcasts come out because we just enjoy doing them. Um, don't get us wrong. This ain't no paying gig. Um, we just like talking um, sticks and strings. So that's it. All I got. I'm fixing to go hit the line myself. Take care, everybody. <laughs>